0: Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Can I get a witness in here that groups are great to attend? Is there any witnesses in here that would believe that that Liverpool is better than Man United? There's about three people. Can I get a witness in here that Starbucks is better than Costa? <laughs> Who was that? You. Any witnesses in here that Costa is better than Starbucks? Yeah. Whoa. I need to change our coffee. All right, all right. Can I get a witness in here that Polish people are amazing. All right. Whoa, a clap. Definitely taking over. Anyhow, today's message is called, Can I Get a Witness? Let's pray. God, I just pray and thank you um, for your word, your testimony. Uh, I thank you that Jesus came and testified on our behalf. He is our witness. I pray you speak to us right now in our situations and our life in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. When it comes to witnesses, really what we think about often is a scenario where there's a judge and there's a defendant and there's an accuser. And that actually makes complete sense when it, when it comes to our lives. Uh, often we have voices in our head that are accusing us of not being worthy. Some of us. And often we have voices in our head that we're trying to defend ourselves and, and, and believe that we're, we have any worth. There's, a, there's like a court case constantly going on in our soul and in our mind and in our heart. And so it's interesting that that's what we see time and time again, this language being used, witness. Is there a witness for that? Did anyone witness the resurrection Maybe you were in the playground like me and, and, and the, t- the head teacher called you in. <laughs> Phil, I heard that was you kicking the ball against the window. Well, uh, no, uh, don't admit I'm being accused in the wrong. And if, I, if I'm innocent, I need a witness. David saw me, sir, David saw me. What I'm really saying there is, hey, there's another person that that can back me up. And if he backs me up, it's going to make a better case to the jury, judge, jury. And I might be freed, innocent, and no price to pay. The jail cell will fling open. The problem is that not just a physical jail cell, but the problem with life is often we're in spiritual jail cells. In our mind, in our heart, in our beliefs, some of us are still locked up. We're still accused and condemned. We're walking around guilty, with a guilty conscience, with our shoulders down, with weight on our chest, with anxiety in our body. Something is going on. There's a court case at play. There's fear, there's worry. So there are a few different types of witnesses. There's eyewitnesses, people that see the event. There's fact witnesses, people who can just fact check that that's true. Expert witnesses, and there's character witnesses who, who would just say, no, that's not the kind of person that I know. Actually, someone asked me for a character witness a few months ago, and really, I didn't have to say really anything apart from this is who I know this person to be, and it all creates a case for the innocence of that person, or maybe just a less harsh judgment. So so witness um, definition, this is one I find, it says, to attest to a fact or event, a testimony, so to testify on their behalf, to stand in the gap. One that gives evidence, specifically one who testifies in a cause or before a judicial tribunal. One asked, to be present at a transaction so as to be able to testify to it having taken place. So when I go to marry people, I always tell the people getting married, you need two witnesses, one from each side. All they are doing is vowing that, yes, I've seen this event take place. They are who they say they are. And and what happens is it it closes the deal. It closes the covenant. It closes the legal binding contract. What if, if we could close some things in our life, put, put an end to some stories that have haunted us for years? What if we could legally bind that in the spiritual realm that would put the past in the past and open a brand new future, like a new beginning, like a brand new start, like born again? That's when we talk about being born again. What we're really saying is we've binded up the past, the sin and the accuser of the brethren... Satan has no longer got grip on me. We're writing it down. I've got a witness in Jesus. I'm free. It's done. It's over. It's a new day. It's a new start. It, it's binded. Can I get a witness? Amen. See, a witness is a game changer. A witness is a freedom creator. A witness is a truth solidifier a justice pursuer that's what a witness is all about it's not just about being persuasive it's about putting something to bed it's about ironing that out the problem it's about putting a full stop and not a comma it's about putting an end to an old story of sin so that we can, we can begin a new sentence to a new story of life. Are you with me? Oh, that's prayer. In 2 Corinthians 1 and 21, it says this, it is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us and He has identified us as His own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts. They're talking to believers as the first installment that guarantees everything He has promised us. Now, I call upon God as my witness that I am telling the truth. Have you ever, have you ever heard someone say, I swear to God? Swear to God, mate. Swear to God. You, you know, when they're saying that, what are they really saying? Before the man, before, before the person who can see everything in the human heart, every thought. He's omniscient, omnipotent. He he knows all things. Before him, I'm telling you the truth. That's really what people are saying, I swear to God. That's what they're really saying. As God is the judge, because Father God is judge of the living and the dead. So, So with God seeing everything in me, I'm telling you the truth. And so so I I believe this is what Paul is saying here, is that God is my witness. He can back me up because he knows it's true. And so the problem that we have as human beings, I I don't know if you've been doing your, your, your daily devotions, is as we stand before God the judge, we have an accuser, Satan. Adam through one through through Adam came sin, and through the second Adam, Jesus, came sanctification. And so here we are standing before God the judge as accused and, and worthily accused as sinners. Because no one can stand here and say, I, I haven't never done anything wrong. And you've got to understand that God is holy. That means complete perfection. That means no wrong at all, not, no mistakes, no mishaps. And so the problem is, if we can't attach ourselves to that kind of holy, that kind of perfection, because we, we, we bring impurity, we bring, we ruin the holy. That's why people say, if, if you think you find the perfect church, don't go. Why? Because you'll ruin it. Leave the church alone if it's perfect. Because we all have, the Bible says, we've all fallen short. So, what do we do? We've got this holy God, this judge, and he's trying to bring holiness to the earth. That's why when I talk about it at weddings, this isn't happy matrimony, this is holy matrimony. Listen, I promise you, when you get married, I'm experiencing. My lovely wife helps call me out. The sin, in, she sees things that I don't. I'm blind sometimes to some things. Can I get a witness? But she's also blind too. And so because she witnesses some of that stuff and testifies and says, maybe this is not right, it brings me to a place of holiness as I stay humble and I try to repent and I try to get better. So what do we do with this holy God? Because we're not holy. There's a gap. There's a problem. How can we get into relationship with holy, with perfect? If we're not, we ruin it. Well, God is our witness when it comes to truth and, 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 and the judge, but we need another witness. We need someone who can stand in the gap, who can pay a price. It goes on to say in Romans 5, 1-2, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace, connection, relationship with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. So, can I get a witness? Yes, I can. Jesus isn't just, so before, in the heavenly realm, in the holy realm, in the perfect realm, there's a tribunal, there's a court case, and Jesus is standing in the gap on our behalf, not just testifying to us, about us, testifying about himself, saying, Father God, I testify on their their behalf. Why? Because they believed, connected, submitted, surrendered their life to me. I've paid a price for them. I'm their witness. I testify on their behalf. I put to bed. I make a covenant, a permanent contract to stand on their behalf. So now, the past... The present and the future sins and imperfections and impurities of that person no longer have a grip, no longer stop them from moving forward, no longer stop them from having purpose. I'm actually going to be such a witness that I'm going to allow them to learn from the deadness of sin, from the destruction of sin. I'm going to allow those situations to work to their advantage. Just as if they never sinned. Justified means to just as if you never sinned. That means your conscience can now be clear. And when you start to realize the goodness of God, like we sang about, then all of a sudden you realize God's not trying to beat you up. God's not trying to destroy your future. He's trying to stand in the gap so you can live a life of purpose, with meaning, and actually helps some people along the way. That eternity wouldn't just be this place that we wait for, it's now. Do you ever think about that, that God works outside of time? So if we all die and we all go, and if we believe in Christ, we go into glory. But because God works outside of time, does that mean then we all arrive at the same time? Because time isn't a thing everyone <laughs> just a wee question <laughs> just to see if you're still awake so jesus as your witness god as your witness jesus as your witness goes on goes on to say john 15:26 but the helper comes who i will send to you from the father the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father will bear witness So here we have God sends his son to be a witness, to testify on our behalf, to save the world, to stand in the courtroom. And then then we have Jesus leaves and he leaves another witness, the Holy Spirit, to bear witness on his behalf. That's why Jesus said what, what what the son does, the father does also, and what the father does, the son does. And then the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is bearing witness to the Son. And the Son is bearing witness to the Father. Because they're in one accord. It's the same story. It's the same God. It's Trinity three in one. Goes on to say in Acts 5, And we are witnesses of these things, so that, that is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey Him. So, so, so the Holy Spirit is witness. But to who? To those that obey Him. So if you're not obeying Him, there's probably not a witness. You're probably not sensing the move of the Holy Spirit. You're probably not seeing. You probably have no stories to tell. Because it only comes when there's obedient, obedience. Obedience. To the Word of God, but also what the Spirit is saying, which means how, how how do you know what the Spirit is saying if you're not talking through prayer, if you're not if you're not engaged, if you're not speaking, if you're not listening? How, how do, you can't, and so therefore you might be discouraged because there's no activity going on. The, the activity monitor is dead. When really God wants activity on the monitor he wants life a heartbeat he wants waves hurts moving through our soul he wants to speak to bear witness on the earth through the holy spirit you know i guess that's why we do the bread why we spend time in the word is because we're looking for a heartbeat we're looking for god's heartbeat what breaks your heart god let it break mine Is there anything I can practically do, God? Is there anyone you can put into my mind? And as you listen, you realize there is. Even for Alpha, it might be a simple, hey, God, what what would the Spirit speak to me in my situation? Is there anyone in my life that I can invite? That's a great question to activate a witness of the Holy Spirit. That's a great question to see if God wants to move, which he does. But how? How? This is all meaningless if we just come to church to hear some stuff and walk out and nothing shifts and nothing changes. But you see, when you start to see life change, oh boy, things shift. In our group this week, we had Killian, and and we're hopefully going to do a life story on him, but he shared a story I hadn't heard before about him and Ann and their story. Oh my word. He testified, and it wasn't made up. It was the truth before God the Father, because Jesus, as his witness, came as he prayed. He didn't understand it, but he was struggling with addiction to drugs and high and all that kind of stuff. He was lying on a sofa. And he, he was at the end of himself suicidal. And he just prayed a prayer. And the effects of the drugs left him instantly. There was a witness. The witness... Had become alive, it was no longer theory. resurrection was in sight he 's never looked back since, but you know what happened in that group as he shared and testified his story? There was a witness in the room. there was a witness that Jesus still works today, His holy spirit is still moving today. there was a witness, and because he shared it touched my heart it bur- there was a witness in my heart too. Not just in his, but not just mine, The whole, the ho- across the whole room. The witness of the Holy Spirit was alive. <laughs> it's powerful. I remember I was um, you know, I just I'd been in church environments for a long time, but I was just seeking out more. I just wanted to connect with God and and see him do something and maybe try and reach some people. And be a witness to some people in my life. And as I was looking around, it had been to a church in the States. And, and it really impacted me. There, there was a witness. God was speaking. I could sense something. It was connecting with my journey and what God had caught me to do. I came home and done my teaching all the rest. I was sitting in an interview for a job in England. Out just in Cambridge somewhere. And I sensed... God, speak to me. He he was like pulling me and It was just revealing the desires of my heart, really. Maybe it was just busyness. I just got caught up in stuff and didn't really, um, just doing what everyone else done, to be honest. And in the middle of the interview, I just, something rose up in me, a boldness, uh, just to follow God in the way that I knew my heart was leading me. And I just got up and just left the interview because I knew I had to go back to that church where I'd experienced God in a deeper way. And I remember on the way home, I'd actually called my mom. And this was weird, weird because I'd probably never been opened up about anything that deep. You know, you keep stuff from your mom, don't you? Especially guys, when we talk to our parents, wise up. Like, got all together, don't worry. It's all, everything's, my, my life is amazing. No issues at all. <laughs> but that one time, I just felt I got to share with someone. So I, so I just called my mom and, and uh, she started to share, it was just, I don't know what was going on. I was just like, oh, this is a crazy decision. This is not, this is off course. This is not uh, the normal plan, as you would say, or you, as you would see. And I said, I'm, I'm going to Florida to do Bible college, the church that I, I spoke to you about a few years back. And I was expecting like some probably pushback. Like, what are you doing? Are you, like, just on a PGC. Wise up, get a job. Like, don't be super spiritual, Phil. Weirdo. you would never said that to anyone, right? I've never said that. And so here I am in this situation. I'm, I'm, my mom then goes on to share a story, just a random story, nothing to do in, in my eyes to do with what I was saying about her mom. And her. when her mom was passing away, she was going to, she was a nurse as well, so she knew, knew a lot of the nurses, and she was going to the hospital. And she didn't get to say bye to her mother. And she was discouraged and disheartened. And as one generation, that was that was both her parents gone into eternity. And as one generation was disappearing, it was, it was a pivotal moment. And at that moment, there was another Christian nurse, another person in the hospital that knew mom. And she believed in the gifts of the spirit and the operations of the the Spirit of God and the witness of the spirit and, and she had a, a word of knowledge or as she would call it, and she shared this this uh, story which didn 't really probably make sense to her or my mom at the time, but just that something 's going to come out of your family, where people are going to be impacted, and all that kind of stuff and and she never knew what that meant. who is this or what is this, or is it a group of people or is and at that moment, for whatever reason, she felt the need to share with me. And oh my goodness, I was crying, driving, phone on speaker, probably slightly illegal, if that's a thing. I had no witnesses to back me up there if I went to court. But my, I probably went silent for a bit because I just was overwhelmed that God could be that clear and I, that hasn't happened very often but at that moment I remember that for the rest of my days that, that how that lined up that God bore witness through the Holy Spirit but not just through Holy, the Holy Spirit but by a person which seemed disconnected at first to every party but, but in my spirit it was so powerful it was pivotal it was like a foundation that was being built in my heart that I I continue to go back to. I'm telling you now, it's like those stories that seem so insignificant. Maybe in the Bible, and Jesus said, "Well, watch." There's there's a story I read this week, and it says, "Jesus, watch that they'll be speaking about this for generations," because God bore witness. And so the question is, to us, to you, to me, is. If the Holy Spirit bears witness only through obedience, where is the situation that we need to work on our obedience? See, as I was obedient to the Spirit of God in my life in that situation, God provided confirmation. God, He didn't just provide; He provided a way. He provided finances. He provided everything. Came with it as I stepped out in obedience. But before I stepped out, I couldn't see that. It's called faith. It was a risk, but a guided risk. And so in your relationships, what is the witness of the Holy Spirit saying to you right now to do? In your job situation, have you asked God to speak? In your view of morality, your your view of the world, have you asked God to speak? Have you read the Scriptures? Maybe you need to go, go to Alpha. What is the Holy Spirit saying right now? What's this? John 1, verses 32. John testified, saying, I have seen the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and he remained upon him. They're talking about Jesus. I did not recognize him, so he didn't actually recognize Jesus in the flesh. But he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, The Holy Spirit had said to him, He upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I myself have seen and have testified, witnessed that this is the Son of God. So what is John saying? First off, John is a person. He's another person. He's not a God. He's not a part of the Trinity. He's just another human being like us. In the same way my mom was there as a person to testify to the plan that God had. God has got some people in your life that you will never understand how it all worked out. But as you're obedient, expect God to confirm some things, to support you, to encourage you, to be a, have witnesses all around you as you propel yourself forward. People as your witness. Interesting, isn't it, how John didn't recognize Jesus just because of the, his robe he was wearing or he didn't know. It, it was just like a, a random crowd. And it's when he's seen the Spirit of God come. He seen something in the spiritual. He was able to point him out. A holy fear came upon him as soon as he realized what if, what if we had those kinds of eyes in church, at work, in our family? What if we put those eyes on, those goggles on? Where, yes, someone's annoying us in the natural. Yes, some, somebody looks like an enemy in the natural. But what if we put on those spiritual eyes where we start to see what God sees? What if the reason that person's annoying you or is, is, is acting out as an enemy what, what if you could see their childhood? What if you could see what they're going through at home? What, what if you could see, that, yes, there's jealousy in their heart, but if you could understand where that came from, because they were neglected or abused, or what if we had those kinds of eyes to see? That, that in the moment where someone's coming against us, we actually break the curse of sin and destruction on that person's life and we speak life and we prophesy and we we see what God sees you know how, how pivotal that would be in that moment for that person cuz the God uses people as a witness it's the it's the people of God that God uses to change the earth that's what the church is it's a bunch of people normal everyday people who've got spiritual eyes to see, who see beyond the natural. Who don't just see another person. They see a soul. They see a heart. They see potential. What would happen to Killian if, if he didn't have some people in his life speaking the, the life of God over him? What if he didn't say that prayer? Would he be free? Would he be alive? I don't know. Some people as a witness that's how God moves upon the earth and lastly Acts 1 and 8 but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem throughout Judea in Samaria and to the ends of the earth you as a witness not just us God has ordained and called us. a normal Christian life is a life as a witness, a life that is active, a life that is not dead, but a life that is engaged in a relationship with God, the judge, through the person of Jesus, who is our advocate, and with the Holy Spirit in operation in our hearts. Giving us spiritual eyes to see, to break strongholds, to feed the poor, to heal the sick. Whether that be mentally or physically, we're active, trying to do our part. And listen, the beauty about this is there's only so much we can do. There's situations where John only said what he's seen. All he had to do was look after his relationship and his dedication, his devotion to God. Then God gave him the ability to see. And he just said what he's seen. That's why at the start of the whole bread and, and devotion thing, I, I realized, man, if we can just get people in prayer, people in devotion, the rest looks after itself. This is not me saying, hey, you need to go out and do, do, do. That's not it. That's not the answer. That's religion. It doesn't work. It's no power. It's empty. It's empty. It's dead. What I'm saying is the answer is if we want to be that kind of witness, where we start is with God the Father. Okay, I've got a problem. I'm a sinner. What do I do now? I've been accused. well I need to see if you're someone who can testify on my behalf to pay my price. Well, that's Jesus. He's my witness, he's my test. He's my testifier. Because I've now got him, I received that, I put it to bed, put the full stop, sin no longer has a grip. Now the Holy Spirit's dispatched to release me as a witness. Not by just trying, or not, not just through efforts, not through works, it's through obedience. And as your obedience, listen, I promise you the Holy Spirit will stretch you if you're truly open, but it's a safe place trust them, and be ready if you do that be ready to see lives changed be ready to see addiction broken be ready to see people made whole hope you enjoyed the podcast today i hope it encouraged you there's a few things i'd love you to do i'd love you to subscribe to our youtube itunes or spotify account this is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Aria Church podcast.